what's up everybody what's going on welcome to trailblazer radio i am your host mr frederick Beatty. i am the ceo and the owner of trailblazer radio so first of all first and foremost i want to thank you guys for tuning in to us you guys could have been anywhere else but you guys are right here with us and rocking out with us and we most most definitely appreciate that on a sunday evening um i promise i won't be here up here before you guys very long but I do have some things that I do want to kind of put out here. And I do want to say to everybody. So with that being said, y'all, um, give me a second. Let me make an adjustment to my camera just a bit. I do apologize for that. There we go. And make an adjustment to my microphone. So and then boom, there we go right there. So let me make one more adjustment here. And uh, right, boom, we are good to go. My apologies. My sincerest apologies for making these adjustments last minute, but I apologize for that. And I also apologize for some other things because I may if I pull away from the camera for a minute, it's because me and my allergies are having a fight and my allergies are winning at the moment. So I apologize for that as well. But with that being said, again, I want to welcome you guys to Trailblazer Radio. Again, I am your host. Mr. Frederick Beatty, so there again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, continue to like, share, and like us, like and follow us on our various social media platforms, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We also also have a website, trailblazerradio.com. Not tra- I'm sorry, trailblazerradio.net. Sorry about that. And also, um, check out our YouTube channel, man. Like, uh, like and subscribe to that, man. We're trying to get the, trying to get the channel views up, so please like and subscribe to that as well. Um, and other than that, man, just thank you guys for just tuning in to us and, and everything else. You guys could have been anywhere else, but you guys are right here with us. And again, I appreciate that. So with that, with that, with that being said, and now I do have some other announcements that I'm gonna go that I'm gonna bring you bring to you guys throughout the night, throughout the evening, or toward the end of the show, toward the end of this particular um podcast. So what are we what am I what am I talking about today? Or what or what is the subject of what I am talking about today? So as you can tell, the name of the name of this particular episode is called the check-in. Part of that is part of that is going to be talking a little bit about my own personal mental health journey. But also the other part of that is also talking about the importance of checking in with your checking in with those that you care about, those that you love and those that you are that you can that you consider to be friends and or loved ones. Why and why and why checking in with each why these check ins are important. So, and we're gonna we're gonna get to all of that here in just a moment. But before but before we do that, before we do that, I do want to let you. I want, do want to. Um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about my own personal um, mental health journey, and I apologize because, and I do apologize for. Um. One of, one of the things that some of the things about that I'm going to say are going to be highly emotional for me. So I do want you guys to bear with me on that. Um, but this is this is my this is the journey. This is my journey thus far. So and this is just me being extremely open and vulnerable as well as transparent. Um, so. My mental health journey started, I would say, around 1999. 
and it's still ongoing to this day. Um, this started a lot of this started after um, me, me, my, me, my, me being in a in and being an abuser and also being in an abusive relationship. That were those were some those were two experiences that were very very um, real, very very raw. Um, also very very something that's two things that I had never necessarily experienced before. Two things I hadn't even hadn't hadn't been exposed to before, but I was exposed to those things. Um, both of those things left a very, 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 um, a very hard impression upon me. Um, sorry about that. A very hard impression upon me. One that I think that I probably would probably will ever won't ever won't ever necessarily get over because there's because one because both of those are one was stigmatizing and the other one was ostracizing. So um so it started from that point, uh, from that particular point. Um and like I said, this is something that's been ongoing, you know, throughout throughout the year, throughout the court, throughout the years and throughout the courses, the course of my of my life. Um there have been things that I bad there there have been things that I battled with. Um there have been things that I've there's there have been experiences after experiences after experiences that I've had. And each one of those experiences have left a particular mark on me, whether it was a good mark, whether it was a bad mark, or whether it was something that was indifferent. And a lot of those a lot of those experiences you I I carried over into relationships, into um into my into my carry those into my even into my own being, um, so to speak. And you know, they they let they let they let they leave those experiences leave marks or leave leave marks on you. Whether they're whether those marks are seen or unseen is completely whether those marks are seen or unseen, um usually depends on the type of experience that you've had and whether or not that experience was a negative or a bad negative or a positive experience. So from the from that point on, like I said, the journey has been ever been, been been. I will. I'm not going to say never ending because saying never ending is a negative word, but it has been. Um, I will say enlightening, for to say the least. There are some things this this journey has allowed me to see some things about me that I probably would have never ever recognized or ever even put to even to any type of account, honestly honestly speaking, and I never would have thought about that. Had I not had I, had I not embarked upon this journey, now me me embarking upon this journey was not was not anything by necessarily not necessarily by choice. It was just the aftermath of all the things that I experienced. Now I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going again. I'm going to be very brutal. I'm going to be very open and very very open and very vulnerable with what I'm saying. I have always. Struggled with depression. That is something that I've I've always struggled with as a as a as a man. Not just not because of, you know, I want not, and it's not the simple fact that no, that I, I that I want that I want to be depressed. That I that I 
that I want to be that I want to be depressed. That it's not, not that I want to be depressed or anything of that nature. It's just that's something I've struggled with. So I've always struggled with depression. So if there's there hasn't been one point in my life that where I hadn't fell into fell into depression. There wasn't any instance in my life to where I wasn't depressed or anything of that nature. Now I wasn't depressed 24 7, 365 days a year, but there were there will be instances in my life to where I would fall into those those moments of depression, those moments of um those moments of unsureness. Those those really, really dark moments to where even waking up, even waking up would be difficult. Even getting even getting out of bed would be difficult. Even going on with your day, going on with the with the momentum and the and the things of my day would be difficult. So that's something I always struggle with. I'd always struggle with depression. And 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 it, there wasn't any one point moment in my life that I'd be in that either I would either be in or out of it. So I've always struggled with that. I've always dealt with that. I've always kind of kind of I've always say I've always I've always dealt with that. I've always that was something I've always kind of dealt with in my lifetime. So depression was something that I've always dealt with. And you know, like I said, there are days where I would be there there are days where I'm just I'm up and I'm I'm productive and I'm and I'm moving around and I'm doing things and I'm and I'm accomplishing things and I'm doing everything that I need to do. And then there'll be there are moments to where I'm down. To where I'm down to or to the point that where I don't want to get out of the bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be productive. I don't want to be creative. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay here and I just want to just be be just be here. Just be. You know. And like I said, that's this is depression was something that I've always struggled with. Now, the other two things that I've struggled that I that I have that were that I didn't even experience that weren't even experienced, or even that became new variables or anomalies to me were uh, anxiety and, and and PTSD. Now, mind so so mind you, both of those. Things came stem, stemmed from a traumatic event, um, the loss of a, the loss of the loss of a child, loss of my youngest, my oldest son. I'm sorry, my, my oldest son brought about the anxiety and the PTSD more, more so the PTSD than the anxiety. Um, I'm not. I'm not all. I'm not all. And see, the, the, my the anxiety is something that comes on every once in a while because I'm not all. Because I'm not always anxious or or weird or, or, or kind of weary or, or kind of really just don't want to be around people like that. Now, I do want to be around people. It's just that there are certain instances to where when I do get a, where I do get around a lot of people, certain you know certain things kick in. But the PTSD was something that was very, very different. Was something that that was a nuance that was nuance to me. And the reason I say that is because most people associate post traumatic stress disorder with folks being in the military, and they would be they would be they would be half right. They would be half right. 
because yes, a lot of, yes, those people, yes, those men and women who do serve and who, who have been in theaters of combat or things of that nature, or who've been, who had, who've experienced something traumatic while being in the military would suffer from PTSD. However, someone outside of the military can also suffer, could also experience that as well. That's something that I experienced after the death of my, after, after the death of my son. And this happened in 2015, uh, the death of my son, yes, in 2015. But then this is where at a point where all those um, all those things were happening, all these police-involved shootings and things of that nature. Pardon me, I'm sorry, y'all. I do, like I said, I do get a little bit emotional when I talk about that. Um. So it happened in, when it happened in 2015. Um, so many other things had happened prior to and after that. <clears throat> Excuse me. There were so many other things that went down after that. More police involved shootings and things that happened after that. And Seemed like every time, every time I saw something on the news or read something about someone being so another another person of color being either being accosted or killed, killed by a police officer, it just threw, it just threw me right back to my own personal situation and my own personal loss. And it threw me right back to the to the helplessness that I felt when. All that went around, all that happened, all that, all that, all those things happened around me. All this, like, like the walls of Jericho were coming down around me. And I was, you know, for me there, I was trying to, um, <coughs> excuse me, trying to get a hold of myself, but also deal with losing a child. They were losing someone that I that I had given birth to. That I not, not, not one I had given birth to, someone that I that I helped create. Someone that God had blessed me, had had saw enough in me to, to at least make an attempt to be his father. You know, anyone who has dealt with loss knows what that is, knows how, knows what that is, knows how that feels, knows how that, what that, what that, what that feels like, what that, what that may look like. Now, how everyone losses, loss to me is the same across the board, whether it's a, whether it's a family member, whether it's a child, whether it's a, a parent, loss to me is the same across the board. It's, it's the, it's the way we deal with it that, that changes. Because we all deal with it. We all deal with it differently. And for me, again, there's, again, remember when I told y'all, I remember I told y'all that I, that I always struggle with depression. That's something that came back. Feeling depressed, feeling down, feeling like I let my son down. Feeling like I had 
um, hadn't lived up to the expectations of being a father to this child, to this, to this young man. Um, just a lot, just a lot of things that went on in my mind and things of that nature, you know, then another new, another nuance and another nuance. Uh, attempted suicide attempts suicide attempts to my knowledge I can I can count three attempted suicides for me anyway three attempted three attempted suicides um one was around 2006, 2007. Well, that doesn't count as that. To me, that doesn't count as an attempted suicide because I never actually went with with it with, with the act. But there was a but it was a but it was a thought. But the actual actual suicide attempts occurred. What occurred in 2018? Three years late. Three years. After my my oldest son, my older son was dead, what had passed. Sat in the car with the sharpest knife in the that I could find. Made attempts to cut myself. It made attempts to, to cut myself and attempt to, you know, penetrate the a main artery, and it never happened. It didn't happen. Apparently, God apparently. God said no, not not today. You know, even after that, I felt I, you know, I fell into a deep depression and things of that nature because I felt like, and this came from a simple fact, the simple instance of just feeling like that I was failing as a father, failing as a husband, failing as a man, just failing. Period, as a man, and I felt like I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to battle through the depression. I didn't want to continue to battle through the depression. I didn't want to continue to battle through any of that, any of that stuff. So I felt, I felt it was best for me to go, to leave. And God saw fit that it didn't happen. The, the second attempt was in, the second attempt was a more recent attempt. And what I mean, what I mean more recent, I mean two years, two years ago, two years ago. Um, This was a little bit harder to talk about, but I will talk about it. So this is kind of like during the fledgling, the fledgling parts of um, my marriage dissolving, or beginning to beginning to unravel and begin to dissolve. Due to due to my due to due to my own due to my own doing, and I'll say this: I mean, I. I the part that I played in it was the part that I played with, and I take full responsibility and accountability and accountability for that. So, the second attempt was a lot more intricate, to say to say the least. Um, so, in my mind's eye, you know, if I if, if God would allow me to cut my cut to cut my wrist so I can punch puncture like puncture an artery and 
you know, and bleed out. Well, maybe I, maybe I, maybe I could strangle, maybe I could hang myself or, or strangle myself, or die from asphyxiation or whatever or something of that nature. So now this happened. This happened the day before, the day before I, the day before I left Florida to come to Georgia. There aren't too many people that know about this. So I'm really I'm so I'm being open and very honest and putting it out there right now. So So in 2000 in the summer of 2020 I I nailed uh, put nailed, uh, nailed a belt, nailed one, one, one of my belts to the wall, to, to the ceiling. Connected another belt to that, and then made a made a makeshift noose, made a makeshift noose with another belt. And I put it, and I wrapped it, and I wrapped it around my neck. And I stood at the edge, the at the edge of at the uh, at the the most of the outermost edge of the bed. with the with the attempt with the attempt with the thought process of when I really when I when I stepped off the edge of the bed I was this was this was going to happen this was going to be something that was going to be instantaneous my now you know I was hoping my neck might snap and all this other these other things would go would happen and when I stepped off the when I stepped off the edge of the bed you know, I felt, I felt the, I felt every, I felt the belt tighten up, and I felt everything get taut around my neck. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to work. And as the pressure, as more and more pressure was, as more and more pressure was on my neck and things of that nature, you know, as I kept getting closer and closer to just to blacking out, or, or just maybe just strangling, or just being able to strangle to where I wouldn't have any, have any air, or where my air would be cut off. As I got closer to blacking, as I got I got closer to blacking out, and as I as and I did black I did black out, but but as but as I blacked as I blacked out, the the belt that I had hanging from the wall hang, hanging from the wall broke. Well, it separated from the from the nails or the nails that I had up there, so it broke. And you know, wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I so I so I so I wasn't expecting that, so I fell. And I fell I fell hard on my back. And and when I fell when I fell, it immediately brought me brought me back to consciousness. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying I'm sitting there. I'm laying there on the floor of the bed of my bedroom with my, you know, with my arm with, you know, not necessarily spread eagle. But I'm sitting, but I'm laying there on my back, looking up at the wall, looking up at the ceiling. And I am literally 
I'm literally crying and asking my and asking God, why won't you let me just why won't you let me go? Why? Well, why won't you let why won't you let me go? I'm tired of being here. Why won't you let me why won't you let me leave? You know, I'm I don't want to be here. I'm I fail, I failed as a father, I failed as a father, you know. I failed as I failed as a father to my to my four kids, you know. And at the time, I thought that you know me my my me not being me not me not being able to contribute to to my son to my son's development and growth led to him being led to him dying and things, and things of that nature, you know. So I felt so I felt that I failed as a father to him. I felt like I failed as a father to my my middle son, my middle my middle son, my youngest son, and my only daughter. I felt like I failed as a um, as a step parent. I felt like I felt like I failed as a husband. I felt like I failed as a friend. I felt like I failed as an in as a as an as a person. Period. And here I am laying down. Here I am laying on the ground on on the on the floor, looking at the sky, just crying my eyes out, and asking God, "Why won't you let me leave?" I don't want to I don't want to be here. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve I didn't deserve to be a father. Didn't deserve to be a husband. Didn't deserve to be a friend. Didn't deserve to be any of that. So why does why don't just let me leave? You know, I'm sitting there crying and I'm pleading to God, look, you know, why would you why would you why would you keep why would you keep giving chances to to a, to a fuck up? Why are you why why would you keep giving chances to somebody who Who's always, who's good, who's better at destroying shit than he is is building shit, building shit. And I'm I'm crying and I'm and I'm I'm crying and I'm screaming and I'm and I'm cursing. And I am. I'm just I'm just distraught. I'm I'm distraught. You know, God doesn't want me to leave, so God doesn't want me to leave. But I want, but I want to go. So, so there's, so there's a disconnect, or there's, there's the, there's the conflict, there's the conflict. And it's interesting. You know, it's interesting for me to to know throughout throughout the crying and the and the pleading and the and the begging and the cursing. You know, there's this little, there's this small, this this side is faint, but but audible voice in my head saying that you there, you're you're not. You're redeem. You're redeemable. You're redeemable. At this point, I felt like I was. At this point, I was at my lowest point ever in my life, and I felt like I was not redeemable. But here's this small voice. This, but this, this voice that's barely audible saying that.
And for the time before that, for that time being, I I ignored it. So you know, still still on the still on the ground. You know, I you know, I I got myself up, painfully got myself up, and I, you know, walked you know, got walked get went to the restroom. You know, washed my face, um, and you know, got myself ready to go. Got myself ready to go to bed. It was at that instance that you know I decided that I. Side that I needed to uh, that I needed to leave um the state of Florida. Um now the other part of the other part of my mental health journey was was my divorce. So I'm not gonna so I'm not gonna sit up here and say that I'm not gonna sit up here and say that it was ugly because it was not ugly. I'm not gonna say that it was straight I'm not gonna say that say that, say that, say that it was not stressful. Because it was, it was. And that that played that played a part on that played a part of some of my outlooks and things of that nature. Now I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say anything to not gonna mention no names because that's just what I'm not gonna do. But you know when a divorce when, when it became when the divorce became final that was it felt I, I actually felt like I failed at marriage as well. I failed at being a husband. I failed at being a provider. I failed at being a failed at being a protector. You know, fast forward. Um, you know, fast forward a year and a half later. You know. I, you know, I, I talked. I talked to somebody at least one, at least once a week, or once I'll talk at least once a week or once a month. <clears throat> there's still, I, I still, there's still times, and still instances, to where I, where I do fall. I do feel like I fall into deep depression, or or that when I notice something traumatic happens such as like me so just as so just witnessing the death of george floyd triggered a whole triggered triggered so much of a response to me it it really just threw me back to that particular space in time and it took me right back to the futility of not being a father to my son. And just to know that, and just to, just to see that, just to see that, that, <laughs> that eight minute and 46 second video of this man, you know, in his last, his last moments. And to know that, and to know that in 2015, that that was to know in 2015, that was probably that was probably 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 the same position my son was in. To know that in 2015, that was probably my son's same 
kind of same predicament or position, or at least some something that's somewhere that was somewhere similar, or at least something that was. I mean, it, my son's situation and George Floyd's situation are 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 totally different things. However, the over the overarching theme, the overarching theme is the same. And I couldn't get that out of my mind. I couldn't get that out of my head. And for a while, it, it did, it did, it did take me take me back to to that to that point in time. It did take me back to that instance to where I felt like it's almost like watching everything happen again, but this time. This time, it, you know, this time you you have for you have your you have a front row seat and you watch it and you watch it all happen. And then and it's like you're you, you're pinned to the seat that you're pinned to the seat that you're sitting on and you can't you can't get up and intervene. So. Why? So, so I guess you're wondering, why did I? Why did I make myself so vulnerable at this moment in time? Why did I, why would I put my own pardon me? Why would I put my own mental health journey out there? Why would I be why would I be why would I try to be as transparent as I as I was and try to be vulnerable as I as I am as I am now? Well. The simple fact of the matter is that we as men are not given are not given a chance to be vulnerable. We're not given a chance to be emotional. We're not given a chance to be open with our feelings. Because if we do that, it's looked at as being soft or looked at as being weak or being looked at as quote unquote you're not you are not a man. Now I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be, I'm, and I'm, and I'm actually going to mean this when I say this. And I'm, and what I'm about to say is not meant to antagonize anybody, but what I'm saying is actually is a is a fact. Women. You have no idea what it means, what it means to be a man, nor do you know your own, nor do you, nor do you have the definition of what it means to be a man. Because we as men don't know what it don't, we're not women, so we don't know what it means to be a woman. So, so no, nor do we know, nor do we understand the trials and tribulations that you guys go through. Yet we do try to be, yet we do try to be understanding and and listening and list to listen to things of that nature. And, and I'm not saying that all women don't do this. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that men don't know how to be women and women don't know how to be men. So neither one of us knows what the true definition of what of that is. So again, I apologize if it came off antagonistic in nature, but it was not antagonistic. It was just me saying, saying, stating a fact. The other fact, of, the other fact of the matter is this: like I stated before, 
we as men, especially black men, are not given those avenues to be able to be to be able to be open and transparent and vulnerable. Because like I said before, it's looked at as a sign of weakness. It's looked at as a sign of not being a man. And let's just let's just call let's just call a spade a spade right now. I mean, there are people out here that will that will that will say that will say that if a man is being being open and being open and traumatic or sensitive or emotional and things of that nature, they'll say this. They'll say this dude got to have a well, where we wear the bra and panties, and that's and to me that is very unfair. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that out loud. That to to say somebody to say that a man is wearing bra and panties, that's very fucking unfair. I'm not saying it to, and again, I'm not saying it to be antagonistic to anybody because it's not, I'm not being antagonistic. But to say that, to say that a guy is is weak, say that a man got, you know, maybe wearing a skirt or wearing panties or a bra because he's because he's being emotional, because he's having, because he's, because he's being emotional and he's trying to be transparent, he's trying to be open with what he feels and things of that nature. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. And to call a man that is very is wrong. It's wrong, period, point blank. Point blank. And that's hurtful. It's very hurtful. And let's just call a spade, spade a spade, y'all. You know, we, most of us, most of us, a lot of, a lot of us men that grew up, we grew up, we grew up, we either we grew up around, either we, either we grew up in a single parent household or we grew up with, with our parents, with both of our parents in the household. I personally, I grew up with both of my parents in the household, mother and father. You know, never once did I see my, never once did I ever see my father display you know, any strong emotions like any strong emotions like that. You know, we 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 knew we knew we knew that he we knew that we knew that he he loved us and that he cared about us and that he would do whatever he whatever he could do for us. So we so those those things were automatic. And I hope my I hope my dad doesn't I hope my dad doesn't doesn't hop on my doesn't hop on my head for saying this. But I want to say this to illustrate a point. The first time I as his I as I as his son. First time I ever saw the first time I saw my father break down, be emotional, and really just break really just break down was when when he when he when he when he lost when he lost his mom when he lost his mother when he lost his mother also known as my paternal grandmother i i i i <laughs> And the reason I'm, it's it's hard for me to say, hard for me to talk about this, because every time I talk, every because every time I think about it, 
I get, I get, I get, I get emotional with it. And I get choked up about it because of the simple fact, because this is the first time I've ever saw my father just, just break down and just let, and let the tears flow from his face is when he lost his mom. I'm sitting there standing with him, standing with him through the whole time and excuse me. Standing with him the whole time, and, and I feel, and I feel this, and I feel this nerve. I feel this nervous energy with with him. I feel this. I feel this nervous energy inside of him, but also I feel this nervous and this anxious energy inside of him, like he did. He did. He did what he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go over there and look at and look at my grandmother. He didn't want to. He didn't want to do any of that. But uh, but he felt he needed to, as a as a as a as as our son. And he felt that if he didn't go over there, he would he wouldn't be able to give her his 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 last respects. And like I said, I mean, I I I have I I have my hands on his shoulders. I'm console I'm consoling him, or or at least I'm trying to console him. And you know, there's this, this nervous energy with him. This nervous and this anxious energy with anxious energy inside with him and inside of him. And and I and I and I and I feel it. I feel I feel the nervous. I feel the nervous and the and the anxious energy inside of him. But I also felt an overwhelming. An overwhelming amount of sadness and grief. An overwhelming amount of overwhelming amount of sadness, grief, and a little bit of futility. You know, again, as as the whole thing went on, as the whole thing went on, you know. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting the furthest away from him. Not the we're well, not the furthest away from him, but we're in the same row, but I'm the fur, but I'm the further, but I'm the furthest away from him. And every one, and every once in a while, I crane my neck over to crane my neck over to train my head over to see where see if he's okay. You know, and I and I, and every time, and every time I'm looking, I, I you know, I see that my I see my dad, he's doing his very his level best to keep himself under control, to keep himself under, to keep himself calm, to keep himself in a place to where he does he, all these emotions, all, all the, all the upheaval of emotions that he feels. He doesn't, it doesn't explode. And, you know, you know, I, I saw, I saw, I saw my, I saw my father, I saw my father, you know, bury his, bury his hands in his face. Mary's face and Mary's Mary's face in his hands. And at that particular, at that moment, I knew that was that was the, that was the, that was the that was his brain. That was his breaking point. It may not it may not be for him, but I knew that that was that was either his either his breaking point or it was close, it was very close to it, it was damn close to it. And 
you know, I had I had to sit there and deliver a poor, deliver a, like uh, an exhortation over my grandmother uh, because none of my cousins would none of my cousins were in their right mind to do this. I wasn't in my right mind to deliver it either. But with the heaviest of hearts, I I did. You know those the words that are the words that I wrote were very heartfelt and very true because that's because that's the way that's the way that I saw my grandmother. And it took everything in me not to break down and cry when I was up there. You know, my my maternal and my paternal grandmothers were everything to me. They were, they were, they were very integral and very, they're very integral and important, important part of my upbringing. You know, from the time, from the times we would spend Christmas together, um, we would spend Christmas Eve over my grandmother's house, my paternal grandmother's house, and then we spend Christmas Day at my maternal grandmother's house, and so many other things that happened in between, in the in, the, in between that. But seeing my father in that in that in that vulnerable and that emotional state triggered something triggered something in me, and it's almost like a light bulb went on. I won't say I won't say a light bulb went off in my head, but it did. But it did go off in my head, and I was thinking to myself, you know, why, you know. Why is it that we as men, especially black men, can't be can't be open and honest when it comes to our feelings, when it comes to what we feel, when it comes to how we feel, when it comes to what we feel, when it comes to expressing those things? And why why is that? Those those are questions that I can't. Those are questions that I can't answer. The only question, the only the only real answer I can give to those questions is that I give off my own experience. I, I can only personally give off my own experience. My own experience. The minute I try to be vulnerable, the minute the minute the minute the minute I had I had tried to be vulnerable, or I try or I had tried to express my emotions about something. It was always I was always looked at as being a punk or quote unquote a pussy or or you not a man, you know, grow a you know, grow why don't you grow, why don't you get some balls about yourself or some business about yourself and be a man or grow up here, will you? Things of that nature. I now, you know, I, the funny thing about this is that I it, this this came this came from both ends of the spectrum. We as we as men, we as men get this from both ends of the spectrum. We get it from we get it from the women, we get it from the women that we that that are in our lives. We also get it from some of the men, some of the some of the men, some of the men that are that are in our that are in our circle. And we and yet and yes, LSG, we are conditioned to be touched and tough. We are conditioned to be tough, and we are conditioned to be stone-faced and stoic and and unmoving and unbreakable and things of that nature. But when in, when in, when in, when in the exact opposite 
we as men break we as men can be broken can be broken just like just just as just as women can be broken and again i'm not comparing i'm not comparing men and women and things of that nature because i'm not because this is not what this is about i'm just i'm just the one thing i'm just asking a question though why and and this is something i this and this is something that i i want i want to explore Why is it that why is it when it comes to being vulnerable or and or expressing ourselves or just letting go of those emotions that we have why why is it that those ave- those particular avenues aren't aren't always available to us as men Those avenues should be available to should be Available to us as men, especially especially when men and especially when men are four times, and I'm gonna say this again, when men are four times likely to commit suicide than women are. Men are more like men are more likely to abuse to 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 go to turn to alcohol to turn to substance abuse. <clears throat> And what I, when I said men are four times likely to commit suicide, this is this is actually a stat in 2022, y'all. You know, this is a stat in 2022, y'all. And I, I need y'all to understand this. I really need y'all to understand this. You know, we we suffer. We a lot of things that we suffer from are some of the same things that that other other people suffer from: depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, PTSD, um, adjustment disorder, borderline personality disorder, mood disorder. All these things are the same things that we suffer from, just like someone else does. Funny, the funny thing about it is that when 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 those when those things are not when when those emotional strong emotions aren't aren't addressed, there are other things that happen. Substance abuse, gambling, suicide. The funny thing about it is, is us as men traditionally. Traditionally, us as men, especially especially black, especially black men, have we loathe we it's something that we would loathe to do because of because of the stigma that it may place upon us. Plus the traditional male stereotype. You gotta be strong, you gotta be strong, you gotta be stoic, you gotta be unmovable, you gotta be unbreakable, and things of that nature. First and foremost, we're we are we're just as human as anybody else, as any as any others. We're human, just like women. We're 
We hurt just like y'all. We hurt. We hurt. We hurt just like women. We bleed the same blood just like women. And again, the thing of it is, in in our community, and I'm not talking about anybody else's community, but I'm talking about our community. This this community is like I said. It's it affects it affects all it affects us mental health affects us affects affects all men <clears throat> but for us it's more of the stigma part of it we don't want we don't want to go we don't want to go seek therapy or we don't want to talk to a professional because we're not we're it's we've been conditioned to not seek out those avenues of help We're conditioned. We're we've been told, and again, I go, I go back to tradition. I go back to traditionally. Not we're, that's not something we're supposed to do. We're supposed to just stand there, unmovable, unbreakable, unshakable, stoic. But y'all, y'all, the times and the. The times and the, the times and the circumstances have changed so, so, so much. I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat, I'm gonna repeat that again because I want because I want I want everybody, I want everybody that's listening, that's listening to me and that's also watching this particular pod, this particular episode right now. I need y'all to understand that the times and the circumstances have changed so, so, so much. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this because I'm not saying this because I because I recognize my own journey, my own, my own journey, because I do recognize my own journey. And I also recognize the implications and the effects that my I recognize the implications and the effects that my journey can have or some can have on somebody. Can and I recognize how 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 my experiences could help somebody. I recognize I recognize the importance of of my of my voice. And that's that's not to say that I'm the delete end all be all expert on any of this because I'm because I'm not. I can I can only I can only go from my own personal experiences, y'all. But like I said before, the times and the the times and the the times and the circumstances have changed, y'all. And I need everybody. I need everybody to rec to know this and recognize this. And yes, LSG Twitch is a is a prime example of that. A young a, a life gone too soon. Who knows what was going on in that man's head when he decided to take his life? Who knows what went down prior to that? It is it, it is so imperative now that we that we look at 
those things, man. We have to. We need to. How do you think that, how do you think we're going to be able to prosper as, you know, as men and as black men and women, if we don't address, we don't look at these things, we don't address these issues, we don't tackle these things, we don't um, face this thing, face that thing head on. You know, I'm, and and I'm saying that with the very most utmost conviction in my in my in my heart and in my spirit, because it is time. It's time for us as men to 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 embrace that to embrace that part that that those things within us to. Talk about talk about our talk about our talk about the talk about our talk about our experiences, man. Let those strong emotions that we feel out those those emotions of fear, doubt, and anger, anxiety, and all those things. Those things are important to let go, to let to let loose. My thing is this: I don't ever I don't want to see another brother. Of mine, whether he whether he's black, whether he whether he's black, whether he's black, white, um, Hispanic, Indian, whatever, 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 whatever your whatever your whatever your race is, and I don't care, and I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're a straight male, I don't care if you're a gay male, I don't care if you're trans, you're a trans, I don't, I don't give, I don't give a damn about that. What I do, what I do give a damn about is that we as men can't should not should not have to hold our emotions in based upon based upon some tradition or some definition of what a man is supposed to be. That's not that's not right. That's not right, Charles. That's not right. That's not cool. It's not, it's, that's not what, that's not how it's supposed to be. We as human beings are supposed to be able to have not only harmony within our, within, within harmony with other people, but we're also supposed to be able to be in harmony with ourselves. Being in harmony with yourself also means acknowledging those things that you, those things that you, that we've experienced, whether they're traumatic experiences or whether they're not traumatic experiences. Being in harmony with yourself means acknowledging the things that you've been through and also confronting no confronting those things. You can never conquer what you don't confront. Never. So now I guess you're probably wondering where does the check-in part come in? Well, it comes in in this fashion. We as men owe it to owe it to each other as men to be accountable to each other. We all know that we all know that we all know the, the stigma of mental health is real as men. We all know we know we know this. We also know this stigma is. 
you also know that this is you are, we know the stigma of mental health is real, y'all. As well as we know that this stigma is causing us to lose, lose our lose, lose for us to lose my brothers at an alarming rate. And the reason that I say that the reason I, the reason that the check that the part of the, the phrase of the check in is necessary is because we need to check in on our brothers. We need to check in on our brothers. Whether that's a phone call, whether that's a text, whether it's a a Facebook message or an Instagram message, a voice message or or a written a type written message. We need to check in on our brothers. We need to check in and make sure that our brothers are doing well. We we if if we if we can if we if we can't rely on other people, we can't rely on and I'm not and again, what I'm about to say is not not about to be what I'm saying, what I'm about to say is not antagonistic, but what I'm also saying is a is a is a is a palatable. It could could be it could be looked at as a fact, but it but it could not be looked at as a fact either. However, I'm gonna say this. And I'm probably gonna get a lot of pushback from this, but and and, and at this particular point, I, I can I, I actually don't care. Simply, simply put, I don't care. If if some of our, if some, if some, not all, keep in mind what I just said, y'all. If some, not all, if some of our women are not are aren't gonna aren't gonna be aren't gonna be that way to aren't gonna aren't going to or could it be that outlet or that accountability partner to us? Then we, as our we as brothers, have to be accountable to to each other. Period. And again, I said some women, not all, because most women, most women that most women are supportive of their men, supportive of their of their male counterparts or their husbands or their or their significant others. I, I've seen, I've actually, I've actually seen this in action. So this is so I'm not so I'm not discredited. So I'm there. So I'm never going to discredit the women that do. That are supportive, like that are supportive. But it, but it takes away from the, but it takes that away from the ones that are not. So we have to be account. We have to be accountable for each other. I have to be accountable for the bro- for the for the gen- for the men for the brothers that are in my that are in my circle of influence. I know I I know that now. I realize that now. I have to be accountable for the brothers that are that are that are in my circle of influence. I have to be able to to call them or text them and say, "Hey, brother, how you doing? What's going on? How 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 you feeling?" 
What's your what's your mental health on a scale of one to ten? Is it is it something there's something going on that me and you that me and you can talk about? Maybe we can maybe you and I can talk about it. Maybe we can hash it out. Or if there's something really really going on that that really need that really needs more than just me just talking to this person, talking to my talking to this man, talking to my brother, I can put him point him out to resources that'll be able to help him. There, there's some, there's some guy, there's some guys that that are in my circle that have, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention their names or anything. Like, there's some guys in my circle that have, that have told, that have told me things, and I've had to take, I had to take, I had to take a step back, and instead of just listening, instead of listening just to hear, had to listen to, uh, to comprehend, had to listen to. Not understand, but inner, but understand. And the thing of it is, is that what these what these gentlemen told me, what I what I know, is that what they what they said to me is was power. Number one was powerful, but also just kind of just put sir put my own my own journey in the back of my mind but also it, it it also gave me the gave me the ability to to be relate to relate but also to listen listen and to listen and offer advice without judgment and to be and to be that listening ear when that person when that person needed me needed me needed me to listen to them the most Brothers, 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 I want y'all to hear me and I want y'all to hear me well. We have to be the ears to listen, the shoulders to cry on, the the non the, the non-judgmental people, the non-judgmental entity when it comes to our own mental health. And again, and, and, and ladies, ladies. Y'all, y'all play, y'all play an even, y'all play an even more integral part in that. By being there for, by being there for your mate, by listening without judgment, by not, and again, not by not by uh, by un, by not understanding, but understanding. And being that shoulder to cry on when, when those times get those those points where he gets gets to those points in his points in life to where things are just rough. It means a it means a lot for it means a lot to a man to know that his to know that his woman or to know that his woman again not understands but understands what he's feeling and what he's going through when when his woman can when his woman can sit down and say baby what's wrong and then that man can tell that man can tell you what's wrong and you listen and you understand you understand and then you offer you offer you offer a hug or a shoulder to cry on or just kind words just kind words 
it helps. It goes a very, very long way. And and ladies, again, like I said, you play an integral part in this. You can you can you can also check in. You can also do a check in with your mate and ask them how they're doing. You know, good morning, baby. How are you? What what? How are you doing today? How's your mental health on a scale of one to ten? Is there anything that we need to talk about? Anything that we need to that we need to kind of we need to, anything we need to talk about? There are are some are there some issues that are there some issues that we need to get out get out in the open? And if and again, you as you as being you as being his 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 woman or his, his wife or or whatever whatever you are to him, you you have you have you have access to the same resources. You can point you can point him in the direction of those resources, point him into the direction of people that are, you know, a therapist or anything of that nature. A therapist, a, a, a or a psychologist, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or you know, anything of that. It helps. It helps y'all. It it does. Because. Again, you 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 never you never know, <clears throat> you never know whether a kind gesture, or a shoulder to cry on, or even just an an outlet for him to just say what he needs to say. Without judgment, can help in in his in his in his mind state. Now I'm not now, and trust me, trust me. I'm I'm also gonna do I'm also gonna do the same thing. I'm also gonna do the same thing with our women because y'all, because when, because women, y'all, because women, y'all, 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 y'all do it's the same thing. Y'all go through the same thing just as we do. However, with with us as men, it is more pronounced because again, women are able to talk to their girlfriends, and they have they have you guys have those outlets to talk to you to use when it comes to that. We as men don't we don't we. Either we we have the we we don't have we don't have those outlets or we know about those outlets, and we don't take advantage of those outlets. Or we again we we're stuck in the we're stuck in tradition and we don't do it because because of how because of how we were brought how we were how we were how we were raised and our upbringing th- upbringing and things of that nature, in our experiences. A lot of a lot of our a lot of our personal experiences have for have for, forced a lot have forced a lot of us as men to just. To dead to deaden our emotions. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. I don't. And, and I'm saying this. As, I'm saying this to my as, as to my own experience. Because at one point, one point during my journey, I had. I had. I had to. I had to deaden deaden my emotions. For the sake, for the sake of, for the sake of me, for the sake of me trying to push forward and getting to and getting to a specific spot or place. And it should, and it should be, and it should be like that. It shouldn't be like that at all. You know. That's why I say these check-ins are important. These check-ins are important. Ladies, if you have a significant other, brothers, if you have if you have a if you have a circle of friends, 
or a circle of people that you know and trust. If you if you have a circle of friends and you circle of brothers that you know that you can trust with information, such as you know information like that, you know, talk to them. Sometimes it's best for best for men to hear. It is good for men to hear other men. Lady, ladies, do check do check ins with your do check ins with your with your mate daily or weekly, daily or weekly check ins with with your mate, brothers. If you if you if you have a circle if you have a circle of friends, man, don't if you know you have the numbers and things of that nature, check in with you check in with your check in with your brothers. You know, hey bro, how you doing, man? I'm just. I was thinking about you. I wanted to do. I wanted to do it. Wanted to do it. Just wanted to check in with you to see how you were doing. If there is there anything that I could do to help you and things of that nature. Check in with check in with your check in with your brothers. Check in check in with your brothers because some of us, honestly speaking, some of us some some of us honestly speaking are not okay. And we say that we're okay, but we're not okay. And I do, and for this, and I think for the second, the second part of the second part of this, I do want to do another episode that's called "It's Okay to Not Be." It's okay to not be okay. Now, but now before I go, <laughs> that you know, uh, that was a lot for that was a lot to take. That was a lot for every, to, for everybody to take in. What I say was a lot for for everybody to take in, and I want to before I before I go, I want to give resources um, for people who are you know who are going who who could or could not be going through crisis, who could be going through crisis, or just some information for you to have, you know? So I want, so I do, so I do want to give resources, you know? Um, If you bear with me for just a moment, um, give me just a second, y'all. I, I, I want to make sure that I give you all these resources. And I see my sis just checked, just popped in with, just popped in with, with us. Um, um, do you want to hop in for a second or are you good? No. You good for now? Hi, bro. Hey, what's up? Hey. So really good show from what I saw. So I want to commend you on that. Um, also, you know, there got to be another part to this. So this cannot be the only one. It won't be. Part two is it's okay to not be okay. Well, I hope that everybody has had a wonderful day today. And I pray that all is well. And I hope that somebody really took something away from what he has said tonight and from everything that was said that you can take it and apply it to your life that's the good part about when you learn something you're supposed to take something get some takeaways and apply them to help you change your own life 
Um, I know that he's about to give you guys some resource information. Please take it down. It may not even be for you. It might be for somebody you know. But please take it down and use it. Utilize it. But let's be clear that when people tell you something is wrong or you think that somebody is just acting one way or, or you just know that they're acting out of sorts, don't take it as, oh, they just acting weird today. If you know that's not their norm, check on them. Find out what's going on. Take the opportunity to do so. Because when you don't and you just think that everything is okay, sometimes it's not. And then sometimes when you finally decide to check, it's too late. We've That's had it. too many people pass away. We've had too many people take their own lives. And we need to debunk this whole spirit of suicide because we need to be better at checking on one another. We have a wonderful team of people under Trailblazers, and we are very adamant about checking on one another. But it's not about just the team checking on each other. When I check on the team, I ask them how their whole families are. I ask them how everybody is doing, not just them. Is everybody okay? Is all well? When I ask is all well, I mean is all well, not just them. And you have to ask those type of questions. Now, if you don't really want to know, please don't ask. That's it. I'm just being honest. If you don't want to know, please don't ask. Because in this day and time, People are just looking for support. Support. All they want is for somebody to show up and just be supportive. They're not asking you for anything but your time. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're not asking you to buy nothing. They're not asking you to do none of that other stuff. That's they just it. want you to show up and be supportive. So let's learn how to do that for one another. It helps. Um, I'm telling you, we losing somebody every day, every day, the, excuse me, the amount of suicides every day has climbed 45% since COVID. Do y'all understand that? Literally it has climbed 45% since COVID started. It jumped from being at a measly 25% to now being almost at an 80% rate on a day-to-day basis that people are committing suicide. If you pay attention to what you see in the news right now, have you all noticed that all of these young influencers are dying? And they're not dying by health reasons. They're dying because they're committing suicide. That's it. So pay attention. Pay attention because, I mean, you're talking about influencers that got 30 million subscribers and all of these fans and all of this stuff, but they got all of this stuff and they still depressed and unhappy. So don't think that because you got money, you think that you got all of these luxury items, you got all of this stuff. Things and money don't take place of people in love. You understand? I know people, I have rich friends, y'all. And they tell me that they are very unhappy. They got all the money in the world, no cares, debt free, but they are very unhappy. You understand? So money don't make you happy. It just helps you pay the bills. 
but it does not keep you happy and it does not make you happy. So be aware of these things. Don't think that because financial favor has hit your home that it don't mean it's going to be more struggles. I know rich folks that say the more money you get, the more problems you get. That's right. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just because you become famous in one note, you still got other people that don't dislike you just because you did that. You had people that was already hating on you before you got where you were. It's going to get worse when you get more people enjoying you. You catch what I'm saying? So everything has an adverse reaction to it. And the higher you climb, the more people are going to try to bring you down. And in that, you got to have the right people around you to tell you the right things, to give you the right advice, to give you the right encouragement and the right wisdom knowledge. To tell you to keep going no matter what. That's it. And let me just tell y'all something. You, you should not be afraid of wanting to go to therapy. There is no, there's no stigma in going to therapy. I personally see a therapist. I talk to this therapist once a month. And it's it's been it's been it's kind of it's 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 been it's been working wonders for me, but also just having the support of people who genuinely care and want to see and want to see you prosper and succeed, and not want nothing else from you. They don't want they don't want nothing from you but to see you just succeed. That's it. That's it. And we have to do that, man. So the one thing I want to let you guys know. So. The National Alliance on Mental Health, which is mental health, mental illness, which is NAMI, they say when they say that you should get help when you have thoughts of hurting yourself or others. Um, frequent or persistent feelings of anger, sadness, fear, worry, or doubt, or anxiety, emotional outbursts or mood swings, um, delusions or hallucinations, unexplained changes in school or your work performance, inability to cope with daily activities. Or challenges, withdrawal from social activities or relationships, um, defiance of authority, substance abuse, which includes alcoholism or drug abuse, also um, other behavioral things such as gambling, also unexplained physical ailments. So Nami says you should get help in those in those instances. Now resources are available for you. Period. One of those resources is the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. This is a 24-7 um, system that give that will that, that will that will give you support. They'll put you in contact with mental health professionals in your area in your area. That number, and I'm gonna put this, put this in put this on our in the comments, but I'm gonna say the number now. That number is 1 800 It's toll free. 1 800 273 no, eight eight two five five. Once again, that number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And this is a twenty four hour, seven day a week support system for you. Um, also, if even if if you're not suicidal and you know you're going through all these, there are other other plethora of options that you can do. You can see seek a mental health professional. Um. You can say either a psychologist, clinical counselor, psychoanalyst, all these, all these people are mental health professionals. Now, the questions you should ask yourself are number one, 
why where what am i seeking what am i seeking mental health services for why am i seeking these mental health services has has something has something changed dramatically or traumatically in my life do i am i Am I seeking somebody just just for there just for talk just to talk to them just so I can help me navigate through this, or do I need to talk to somebody? Do I need a combination of talking and medication? So you have to ask yourself these questions when you go through that. If you're if you're not suicidal, there are also there are also there are also um, there are also resources available for veterans for veterans such as myself as well. Um, the and and I think this I think the number is the same. I believe the number is the same. I'll double, I'm going to double check that though. So even with that, even with that, yeah, even with that, y'all. I mean, these are there's so many, there's so many um, things that you could that you so many resources that are out there for you, as well as like I said, you know, there, and you can see you can see whether you can seek a counselor. A therapist, a psychologist, psychiatrist. Make sure you know the difference between the two because one can prescribe drugs, the other one cannot. As well as um, licensed clinical social workers, licensed licensed counselors. All these things are available to you guys. Um, just may just just you have, but you have to be able. You have to want to be able to reach, get the resources, be able to reach out to these people and, and be and be and be and be open and vulnerable the first thing in recognizing that there's a problem the first thing in first thing in attacking a problem is recognizing that a problem exists that's the first thing you have to do that first thing in recognizing and attacking a problem is realizing that it exists number one and then also putting yourself in front of resources to help you deal with that problem the all the things that we go through as adult as as human beings as kids as adults we can't we can't do we can't do these things by ourselves even though we think we can and we have the capacity to do so do so we can't we have to have help we need we need we need help we need we need that help and if and if you don't if you if you don't know if you can't find the resources and things of that nature just talk to somebody the difference between you talking to somebody, there's a the difference of you talking to somebody can be the difference between your life and your between life and death. And I I need y'all to know know that. Um. And I did find that information as far as it as it pertains to veterans. So, um. So V so you can you can go to get help and support from the VA. Uh, because because they're because they're they're guy they're veterans like me um, who are just now getting out they're having difficulty adjusting from military to civilian life or they're 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 going through crisis and if you if you are experiencing difficult thoughts there's a number that's called it's it's nine it's nine eight eight and that that that'll that'll get you connected with someone. And you can also text home to 741-741. And that's also a crisis prevention line as well. Yep. 
these 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 they these are these are resources that are available here for you. Um, the state, the stigma of mental health, and men has to has to has to has to this has to be dissipated because the simple fact of the matter is it's a stigma that should not be it should not even be present on on men period on men not to say and not to say that women don't go through mental don't go through the same things that we go through or mental health concerns and things of that nature and i'm not and i'm not discounting that but there's so much stigma on men when it comes to dealing with crisis and then the mental health concerns such as you know depression anxiety ptsd and things of that nature like i said earlier the first the first the first step in solving a problem is knowing that the problem exists how can we solve a problem if we don't if we know if we don't know it's present and i see my sis lsg came on did you want to hop in real quick sweetheart So I just wanted to throw those resources out to everybody. And I also want to just to put that out there to you guys. I mean, this this is gonna be one of but probably many shows because I want I want I do want to do another do a do a second episode and also want to do a second and a third and possibly a fourth one because again, this is this is something that I think that's that is near and dear to me. Um, not because of you know my own personal thing, my own personal journey, but I've also, but I, but I know that my voice is important, but it also, um, it's too many of our, too many of our brothers, too many of our brothers losing their, losing our, losing themselves to dealing with their, dealing with their own thoughts of being in their own heads. You know, this gentleman Twitch was a, was a perfect example of that perfect, I won't say a perfect example of that, but an example of that. To have all these things and you still take yourself out. Something yeah. had to something had to go, something had to be wrong in that instance or that situation. Well, like you said, you know, his wife came on and she she said that everything that happened to the morning of him being fired was not like him. And like I just just like I stated earlier. When you see something happening outside of the norm, pay attention. Yeah. Because if it's not wow. the norm and it goes against that, pay attention. But this, she said that her husband never left the house without being in his own car. He left that morning by calling an Uber and left the car at home. They just celebrated their nine-year anniversary three days before. And they gave each other heartfelt, you know, social media messages to each other so that everybody could see. Then on top of that, he just celebrated his youngest child's third birthday two days before. And all of these things should have brought upon happiness. Wow. But even in the happiness, he shared the happiness with his family. But on the inside, he was hiding something else. Yep. See what I'm saying? And like I tell people all the time, mm -hmm. smiles and hide a lot. I could sit up here and smile in front of you all day but yeah. you hurt so bad on the inside and you would never know. You know what I mean? If I was Absolutely. that type of But you guys that know me know that I'm very transparent. So when something bothers me, I normally let it out. 
but other people don't do that. And men especially don't. Men do not show you their emotions. Men do not tell you when they're hurting. If you have to know the man that you got to know that there is something wrong, you know what I mean? And so with that being said, even his mom, he celebrated a good time with his mom a couple hours before he checked into the hotel. Everything was just off. Why would you check into a hotel that's not even three miles away from your home? Why, why was what was the whole point of you not wanting to be home? And then when you left the house, you kissed everybody in your house, told everybody, I love you, and I will see you later, knowing that later would never come. You catch what I'm saying? Like the whole situation is, is rough. It's rough because everybody that loved him and knew him never saw that side. They never saw anything. He never gave off anything, stating that he had an issue until you saw this interview that he had with this young guy. That interview he had with that young dude, I went and I found it and I watched it on YouTube. He was so distraught Mm -hmm. during that interview that you knew something was not right. And then he kept looking over his shoulder for somebody there and all of this stuff. So in the end, he had become very distraught and paranoid Mm -hmm. for some odd reason. And whatever had taken place in life, it just did him in. And he was just through. And his way of doing it was, well, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to do it in front of my family. I don't want them to find me at home. So I'm going to go away. And I'm going to yeah. do it in a hotel. Even the people that said when he checked in the hotel, he checked in smiling and said hello to everybody. Asked for room service and everything. But when it was time for him to check out, they noticed that he never checked out. That's and that's the, only, that's the only reason why he was found. Yep. And think about some, the other thing to think about, too, is that a lot like, you know, when I think about that, too, when I think about that, I think also about the some of some of the NFL players that have that have committed suicide. They have done the same thing. Junior Seau. Um I think it's the gentleman that played for Tampa Bay. I for played for San Diego yeah. did play for Tampa Bay. And then that, that young man that played on the on the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. But a you while know back. NFL players, it's been 14 of them that have committed suicide this year. 14. Last Ooh, year wait. it was 12. last year it was 12 and in 2020 it was 18. Yep. You catch what I'm saying? I pay attention to this stuff, y'all, because it, it just behooves me that these are people that have it. Well, from the outside looking in, you would think they had it all. But even with all of that, they still decided to check out. Yep. And not to mention playing this playing a sport that they've probably been playing since a, a young child. I mean, that. that they dreamt of being where they were and still yep. checked out. Yep, and then you know, traumatic brain injury plays into that too. I mean, CTE is real, y'all. It's all it's yeah. all real. It's it is real. real, and that's the reason why I really. And you know I, what? Can I, I can I say something? Oh yes, go ahead. To every grandmother, mother, father that told that little boy he couldn't cry when he fell off that bike. When you right. took the little girl and hold, held her in your arms and let her cry, but you made him get eyes. Uh, you told him that cry meant you were a girl. Shame on you. You got it wrong. 
And right. I don't mind saying that to every big mama, Medea, auntie, if you gave into that indoctrination to young men that they couldn't express emotion, you have been a part of the problem. That's and it. if you can hear me, that means you still living. Get right. That's it. And if you have young men in your life, do better. Do better starting today. That's it. Those two little kids who fell off that same kind of bite. Little, little Miss Ma'am got a hug and we just squeezed her and we said, oh, I'm going to spank that ground for hurting my baby girl. But little Jojo, who was told to shut up, suck it up, get back on that bike, blood and, and everything, and, and, and ride on. on. And some dirt at 45 on and 50, he may still be dealing with that right now. Shame nice. on you. Repent and get right. That's because it. I'm tired of our men. And I, I have to admit it. And even of us as wives, we do put a lot of pressure at on, at, on men at times. We put a lot of pressure to size it. And then we come along and add to it. We need to make sure they have a balance. They're human just like we are. I don't know who taught us that men were superheroes and was going to come on that that horse and that whole fairy tale mess. These are human beings mm -hmm. living the same human experience that we are women. That's right. And we've got to understand that they are not invincible. Only God. Yep. Men are just... not invincible. Stop putting them in that place where they won't cry in front of you or, or won't show emotion because inside of them is bubbling over to the point of no return. And I don't want That's us to it. lose anybody else. That's it. I, that commend brother, I commend you, my brother. I commend you, brother. I see how much this was a difficult for you. I learn things you tonight that I didn't know. And as your <laughs> sister, we got your back. That's it. We got That's your back, back. Because and you are creating an outlet. You're creating an outlet. And let's let me say this too. You know, we, we sit back and we use that term that you know we we are raising up kings, but how can you raise up a king when you won't allow him to be one? You know what I mean? You can't raise up a king when you won't allow you won't allow them to be one. They can't be kings if you're demeaning them. They can't be kings if you yes. tell them, "Oh, you're not worth nothing, and you ain't gonna never be nothing." You you don't tell a king that. Nope. That's not what you tell a king. You give kings praises. Am I right? That's so right. So why would you tell the why would you Amen. tell the men in your life you ain't gonna never be nothing? You ain't about ish. Y'all know how you do. Yep. That's that's not what you do. I don't care what he does. You say, okay, I get it. All right, you had a bad day. Tell me about your day. What can I do to make it better if you're a wife? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yes. You're supposed to be the help me, not the hindrance. You ain't supposed to add on to the problems that he already has. You're supposed to be the one that he comes when he comes home, you take those problems away. That's how that's supposed yes. to go. And even as friends, it's the same thing. That's it. You don't help. You don't add on to your friends' issues. They show up. You're supposed to be the ones that say, "Okay, what can I do to help wow. ease this for you?" You know what I'm saying? And this is where yes. we have fallen short. Yeah, fallen very short of the block. 
And you know I mean, and we have to be honest. We have to be honest as people and say, okay, I know I fell short. Now let's make it better. We're gonna move on from here because we can't continue to do this this way. Exactly. 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 So I want. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening and watching to check in. I mean, I mean, literally check in on your on your friend on on the people that are in your circle, man. Some of the people, some of those folks in your circle may not be okay. And your voice might be your voice or your shoulder or your your shoulder to cry on may be the difference between them having to get being able to find the strength to overcome or them taking themselves out of this world. You know, I just I'm so I'm for some I'm so adamant about that now. You know, again, as I look at my own journey and then I look at other people's journey, but then also seeing seeing the struggles of some the struggles of a, a a couple of gentlemen that I'm that I'm that I'm a, that I've been blessed to be acquainted with, and it just makes what it just makes what I'm talking about that much that much more important and that much more clear. So, well, I want to say this to you, Fred, and I have to say this to LHG too. So I'm glad that she popped in and she popped on. I want to say. I have told you a million times over and I will continue to tell you again. I have to say that I am glad that you consider me to be your sis. It's it's a privilege to know who you are because I have seen you grow leaps and bounds since I have met you. And so I commend you for being that stand-up dude don't you stop doing what you're yes. doing. Don't you look backwards because your past is your past and your future is bright. Do you hear me? Yes, ma'am. At the end <laughs> yes, of the day, at the end of the day, I don't care what nothing looks like. And I understand that it may not be what you want it to be, but I promise you that God has bigger plans. You know what I mean? And that's not just because, yes. you know, I'm in the church. He has bigger plans for you. If he didn't, you would not be here to talk about it. You yes, understand what I'm saying? And yes, so I commend you and you keep going forward no matter what. I don't ever yes. want to see you. And to you, LHG, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to do this without, and I'm going to do it without crying because this is to the both of y'all. I'm going to try to do it without crying. But I have to say the last couple days when I have told y'all what was going on, LHG has taken the time out of her day without me asking. And she has prayed for me every single day. No matter what she even had going on for herself. Do y'all hear me? And she took the time out of herself to think enough of me to say, let me go to God for my sister. Even with her own stuff. And she still thought of me. It's something just to be thought about. Do y'all hear me? That's it. When you thinking that nobody see you and when you feel unappreciated sometimes, just the little simple thing can do something for you. This is the reason why I say it's so important. That you just show up and support. She show didn't have up. to send me. She didn't send me nothing. You know what? She sent me prayers through the airways, and that meant so much. My brother has checked on me every morning, y'all. Do you hear me? 
Why? Not only because they know I would do it for them and have, but at the end of the day, you value who you value. And if you don't get people, they do diligence now. Yeah, I can't smell roses when I'm dead and gone. Do you hear me? I, if they sent me flowers now, I can smell them, but I can't smell them when I'm in the grave, dead and gone. You catch what I'm saying? Yes, you indeed. tell people now how you feel about them That's so right. that they'll know now what you what they mean to you. Because some people may not know what they mean to you. I love the both of y'all, but I love the whole team. But I love the both of y'all because this is what they have done for me. You catch what I'm saying? So I'm giving yeah. them I love you too. I'm giving them their open praises so everybody can know. And that's what y'all need to do. Tell people that you appreciate them because a lot of people just feel unappreciated. And this leads to depression. It's the little small things that lead to something bigger that we can stop. We got the power and the control to stop this stuff, y'all. Yes, indeed. We got to get better. We got to get so much better at what we do as how we treat people. We got to get better at this thing, y'all. Way better. So way, way better. Yeah. But y'all know that. But I still, I love the both of y'all. Dearly. Oh. So I'm telling y'all, you know, this This is, I'm serious, y'all. This, Don't this get me misty out over here. <laughs> this thing is for real. People going no, to sleep and not waking up. You. you know what I mean? People people are going to sleep and literally not waking up, y'all. We we gotta we gotta do better. We gotta do better. Indeed. We get hell, we gotta be better. That's it. Before we, we gotta be better before we can even do better. Yeah, that's it. That's right. So that's right. You know, that's right. Gotta be better, y'all. So I love y'all. I just my thing is this. My thing is if, and as we as we get as we conclude tonight, man, I want the I want I want if I if I reach just one man, one man, that's it, bro. You know, it's a it's a mission accomplished. Yeah, it's a mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah. You know, if I can reach more than one man, I I will be ecstatic. If I but just that one that one guy who thought about maybe just deleting himself. Or that one person who thought about that life wasn't that life wasn't just worth was not worth it to live anymore. If I reach that person and I can pull that person out of the doldrums of what of depression and all that stuff, and then I, I'm you know what I'm my mission is accomplished because I know everybody said this you know you want to reach more than just one person, but sometimes what you say and what you do is just for that. It's just could be just for that one person, and that's all it takes is the one. You catch yep. what I'm saying? But yep. let me say this to you too, bro, because I really just felt this thing in my spirit. Your son would be proud of his dad. <laughs> Your son would wow. be super proud of his dad. Wow. Know that. Know that. He would be so proud of you right now. Man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know he is. You know, despite despite all the others, I know that he is, and that's the thing that keeps me going. You know, gentlemen, I want you, I want y'all to realize that there's hope out here. There's hope in yes. your brothers. There's hope in your sisters. There's hope in finding resources that can help you. Um, 
regardless if you're regardless if you're you know regardless of your race regardless of your if you're gay if you're a gay male if you're a bi male if you're you know trans male it doesn't matter i don't care about that mm-hmm. what i care about is us as brothers getting ourselves back getting ourselves to to the point that we can we can act we can and we can literally literally take our rightful place amongst yes. amongst our amongst our sisters and amongst our that's amongst good. our children and our grandchildren that's good how can how can how can we be protectors of our wives and our significant others if we can't we we can't protect ourselves how can we provide for them if we can't provide for ourselves mm-hmm. how can we speak life to them when we ain't speaking life to, to ourselves or we don't have a circle of people that do that vitally important y'all i just i just want y'all to catch that and grab onto that man and like i said as we conclude i do want to throw a couple of announcements out here right now so as i like to always say man look so first of all you know my sis coco and quinn they go there they're gonna be they're gonna be around here whatever day of the week probably monday probably thursday you just <laughs> never know what you just never know with them they they might do a pop-up show and y'all just just make sure y'all just be ready um my sis LSG critical conversations, man. That that joint that joint is booming, booming, Let booming. Let me tell you that joint that joint that joint is booming, <laughs> y'all. Boy, she be she be on there. She be y'all. Look. If y'all did not catch the- y'all, we gotta congratulate her for real, y'all. Since October, since she has started her first episode, look, she already working on episode number ten, y'all. Do y'all catch that? She came in hot smoking and ready like a fire grill pit, ready to run. Man, you know how to tell me? She done came in and done already t- did her first episode. What I what I look if y'all if y'all ain't seen critical soft conversations, I'm gonna need y'all to tune in on Saturdays, man. The 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 the, the stuff she be bringing on that joint right there. I'm telling you, she be hitting them below the belt sometimes, but it's all right. If the shoe fit, say out and keep it moving. All, all I'm gonna say, y'all, is them them conversations are, are are literally critical conversations. If, if y'all don't, if, man, if y'all don't do anything else, man, please check her out, man. She, yes. she, she got she the content that she's been bringing that she's brought to these ten episodes have been fire been consistent and these are conversations that i think a lot of people don't don't like to have and they don't want to have but she talks she brings them out she brings them and she man oh she she hit folks below the belt she hit folks above the belt you know it's you never know where the knockout blow coming from with her so <laughs> y'all just tune in man for real for real and, and my sis coco and quinn you know with my life has this day they 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 bring they bring they bring the smoke too yeah but they bring the smoke and they bring the smoke in a different way so oh know, yes like, all the time they bring the smoke in a different <laughs> they, way and they do you know when and y'all and y'all are y'all already know y'all already know bobby she she bobby just, just bring you whatever is clever it's, it's, That's it. look she, t- she, just, she give it <laughs> she don't, look she gonna give it to you rough, raw and, and raw. uncut, yes, raw and raw, uncut. all the time, all <laughs> the time, yo. 
Yeah, but look, get to I'm y'all so wrong. excited. We got some really, really good stuff coming down the pipe. Yes. I gotta throw, I gotta throw this announce announcement out there so y'all won't forget. Look at here, look at here on the 23rd. We got this versus battle coming up. I'm so psyched and ready, y'all. I don't told y'all if y'all want to join us on the let us know so we can send you the link because we ain't playing. I'm so excited and ready Damn. for this thing. I haven't put it in the thing and posted the event yet, but I'm gonna make it an event page so y'all can come on in to pop yes. in the Zoom jams with us. Cause I'm telling you, it's gonna yes. be on and popping. Cause we got to see what they repertoire is like over here. Okay, so I'm oh, telling y'all, this battle is it. It's gonna start at seven when we ready. That's what it's gonna be. That's it. All yeah, right. It. So I'm and telling you, I'm super go, excited. For this versus battle, y'all hear me? <laughs> now, uh, I got to get this announcement. Ooh. This ain't for Trailblazers, but this right here is for the fresh, the fleet DJs um, from DJ Il Nino and DJ T Quest. They having a last sip and sing of the year on the 22nd, starting at 7 p.m. It's available for everybody to watch via Zoom. So if you want the link, let me know so you can come in and support them during the sipping scene. When I tell y'all, they be having some awesome singers up there. Y'all hear me? And uh, I mean, these would be people that you probably would have never thought of before. They get up there and they be singing to their heart is content, but they are great. So they having the last one for the year on the 22nd, which is this Thursday night starting at 7 p.m. So you guys let me know if you want the link so you can check them out. All right. And then we got some wonderful guests already lined up for January. Um, And I'm so excited because I got some good stuff for you. I got a a group of four young ladies that's going to join me in January. When I tell y'all they can blow, them girls can blow. And I'm excited for y'all to meet them because I told y'all I was going to start doing artists um at, at least once out of the month so i can have them on the spot like them and these young ladies deserve it so i'm so excited and we coming back but what about your friends part four in yes, january want to miss it so i hope that you guys are ready for that i know critical conversations is about to blow up in 2023 and trailblazers Ooh, is about to blow up in 2023 so I'm telling y'all to stick with us. Let's go, keep, let's go. Stick with us and keep watching so y'all can see what we got coming on. We got some real good stuff. Don't forget, we got the retreat for y'all this year and all that good stuff. So I'm telling y'all to stay tuned because you don't want to miss what we got happening. Oh, let me let me let y'all know something real right. quick. I gotta tell y'all this, man. So January 14th, man, y'all save the date. The book release event for How I See It to Perspective Soul is going to be going on. It's, first of all, it's going to be a local event here in Atlanta. So okay. if you got, if you, if you, it's January 14th in Atlanta. I, I already made a Facebook post for an event post for it. So if you want, if you want to be a part of this, man, y'all let me know, man. If, respond to the event that the event post that i put out there on facebook i'm going to do share it again for y'all um the address the address is the address is in the post and everything so man y'all come out from five to seven it's gonna be some it's gonna be some music some some poetry and some fun um so the virtual and the in-person are on the same day 
No, the virtual is going to be a different day. I haven't decided on which day that's going to be. I may okay. I may do it a couple of weeks prior to that, and then do the do the um, that physical event here here to see here in Atlanta. But, but that's on the fourteenth. Yep, the physical events in Atlanta, and yes, okay. I will have I will have books on hand, y'all. So if you want to sign a copy, just know that you know it, it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be free, but okay. you can still get a signed copy. And I right. will be I will be doing a virtual event. Um, which will probably which will probably be within within two weeks within probably within two to three two to three weeks prior to the physical event. Oops, sounds but like a road trip to me. I do want y'all. I do want everybody that's <laughs> all my everybody's all my all my folks in the Atlanta area, man. If you guys could come come out and support a brother, man, I most definitely appreciate it. Um, I really do appreciate it. I want. I just. I'm just thankful, y'all. I'm thankful for the people that are in my. In my circle, I'm thankful for thankful for my girl, for my girlfriend Monica. She's been so, she's been so, she's been so, so, so supportive of everything that I've done, everything that I've done thus far, man. And I am, I'm just so happy to be um, the person that she, the person that you know, I she chose, or we both chose to be in each other's lives. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful and thankful. I'm thankful for everybody. Who supported me up to this point and i'm thankful for the people who will continue to support me uh beyond I this point my book i'm telling you now okay okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i got you i got you i got you i, I need got to, you. i need the autograph i need the autograph yeah bro autograph. yeah bro oh so y'all so y'all want yeah, an autograph okay i got bro, you I got bring you. it on i got you i got y'all man i got y'all but like but like coco said man we got some great stuff coming down the pike for y'all man and make sure y'all just keep your eye your 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 ears and your eyes to the ground for us man because we got some great things coming oh last thing of one thing last thing i want to say before we get up out of here um january 30th i am welcoming um uh, welcoming author sharon rand into the building we're going to talk about her writing journey we're going to talk about her book um I got some I got some folks lined right. up for some great folks lined up for December for not December but January. Uh one of them <laughs> woo. Listen, I'm, all I'm gonna say is that yeah, all I'm gonna say is woo we y'all I'm if y'all gonna, be in, y'all gonna be in for a treat for this gentleman right here. Y'all, oh my god, y'all gonna love this man. But with that being said, man, that's gonna close out this episode, man, of Trailblazer Radio, man. I am again, I am your host, Frederick Beatty for the night with my sisters. Coco Fenton and LHG in a building. I want to thank I want to thank them for popping in and just helping a brother get through this because yeah, that would it, it was going it was going to be a slip. It was going to be hard, hard, hard. So, but I thank y'all for just for just being here, man. I, I appreciate. I most definitely appreciate that, man. And as I always like to say, as I conclude these episodes, man. Number one, love on each other. Number two, take care of each other. Last but not least, it is a crazy ass world out here, man. So above all that. Please just take care of each other, y'all. And with that note, we are outro. Peace.